Hello and welcome to St. Paul's United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. I'm Pastor Mike Agnew and it's great to have you with us. We are beginning a new sermon series on intentional faith and today's sermon is called Intentional Faith Defined. It's based on the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 and verses 14 through 16 and it's also based on 1 Timothy chapter 4 starting with the second half of verse 7 and going through verse 10. Now, if you don't currently have a church home and you're interested in learning more about St. Paul's, you can find us at our website, www.cherokeemethodist.com. Have any of you had the chance to watch a toddler learn how to walk? If any of you have been parents, you certainly have. Toddlers are called toddlers for a reason. It's because they kind of fumble around, they toddle around as they're learning to walk. They've seen adults do it, but they don't really know what they're doing yet. And so they get started, but when they get started, they might only go a tiny, tiny distance, and then they're going to fall over. But they keep going, and eventually as they go, they start becoming more confident, especially if they have something to hold on to. But chances are that they're going to go longer distances each time, but then they're going to keep falling over again. But then eventually, you know, they're going to keep trying, and eventually they're going to get to the point to where they are ready to walk on their own without falling. And then, before long, they're running around everywhere. Now, what happens when a toddler falls after trying to walk? What do you think the parents do? Do the parents get on their case and, and... lecture them about falling? Do they focus on the fall or do they focus more on the fact that they walked further this time than they did the last time? Well, of course, parents cheer them on. They're so excited that they're learning how to walk and that's the main thing. And they support them and they hold their hand if needed as they try. And, you know, as we talk about intentional faith, what it means to have an intentional faith, it's helpful to think of faith as a journey. And we're walking along the journey, and we're learning as we go. And so, much like a toddler learning how to walk, we're learning how to follow Jesus, and we're learning what it means. And yeah, we're going to stumble along the way, but we are also walking. And so, we can expect that we're not going to be perfect, but hopefully we don't give up, but we keep getting up and walking forward again. I think it's really important to be intentional about our faith, and uh, this is going to be the focus of the next several weeks of sermons. It's based on curriculum by author James Harnish called A Disciple's Path, and I know that many of you are probably somewhat familiar with this curriculum. It's very important. And so each week, we're going to be taking a look at some of the different membership vows, spiritual practices that we can have in place in our lives to be intentional about our faith. Because the reality is that we are not always intentional about our faith. Sometimes we don't view faith as a journey, but instead we view it as being something like a status or a checklist, a to-do list, you know. So, I okay, I got baptized and confirmed. Check. I joined the church and I go more often than not. Check. Uh, I attend a Bible study at least once a year, and I'm on a committee. Check. I made sure my kids got baptized and confirmed. Check. I nagged my my kids to have their kids, my grandparent, 
my grandkids baptized, whether they wanted to or not. Check. You see, we see all of these things as as things to do on our checklist. And it's not that any of these things are bad, although I'm not so certain about the wisdom of of nagging our children to have their children, your grandchildren, baptized if they're not ready to do that or they're not wanting to do that as a part of their family. But, you know, for the most part, these are all good things. But there's a difference between viewing our faith as something we do or viewing our faith as a journey that we're on. It's a much more encompassing focus to think of it as a journey. But if faith is a journey, then what is the goal? Or I should say, what is the destination? Where are we going? Because if we're going on a journey, it's good to know where we're going because it helps us to know how to get there. Otherwise, how do we even know where to go? Well, James Harnish, James Harnish, the author of this curriculum, he states that the destination or the goal is to have a life centering on loving God and loving others. Okay, this is based on Jesus' two greatest commandments. When they ask Jesus what is the greatest commandment, he gives them not one but two because they're intricately related. He says that we are called to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and we are also called to love others as ourselves. So love God and love others. And so a mature disciple is one whose life is centering on loving God and loving others. Notice, though, I said centering, not centered. And that's just to acknowledge the fact that we're always going on a journey. We've never arrived, totally. I mean, when can we really truthfully say that we are always centered on loving God and loving others? We are always working on centering our lives in that direction. So, if that's the destination, how do we get there? How do we get from point A to point B? I mean, we're probably all at different points along the path, but how do we get there? I think that it's helpful to switch metaphors a little bit and to talk about our faith as a relationship, because that's really what it is. It's a relationship with Jesus. And to think about where you might be along the path, it's helpful to think about different stages of relationships. So in our relationships with different people, there are different stages. And the first stage is called the stranger phase. And basically, that's when we don't have a relationship with someone. We don't know who they are. They're a stranger to us. When we come across strangers, we are much more formal. Maybe inside, we're a little more apprehensive and you're certainly not sharing much about yourself with a stranger. At most, you might say a courteous hello. But generally, when we are first starting out in our faith life, we could say truthfully that our relationship with God is almost like a stranger. We don't really know God very well, and it's a little bit intimidating, and it all feels formal. And so we may even kind of ignore God. That's the stranger phase. But then... We go along to the next level in the relationship stages, and we come to acquaintances. Now, acquaintances are people that we still don't really have much of a relationship with them, but they're people that we recognize when we see them in the community. So this might be a regular person at the checkout aisle of the grocery store. You know, it's somebody that you see every now and then. Maybe you say hello. Maybe you even engage in small talk, and maybe you know a few things about their life, but that's about it. You know, there's no real relationship there. It's more of an acquaintance. 
You know, a lot of times in churches, people like to assume that everybody knows everybody, but the reality is that for most people in the church, they may know some people well, but the vast majority of others in the congregation would be their acquaintances. You know a tiny bit, but not very much. So in our faith journey, the acquaintance stage is marked by an increasing knowledge of God's existence. Maybe the person in the acquaintance stage is exploring Jesus for the first time. They're testing the waters. They're learning a little bit more. Maybe they're visiting a church and checking things out. Okay, well now we go to the next relationship stage, and that is friend. Now, this is the first stage in which there's an actual relationship. When you have a friend, you are much more open with them about your life, and you know much more about their life. Nonetheless, you might not share everything with your friends, but you have a relationship going. And in the Christian faith, this could be, you know, like after you've committed your life to Christ, you're going to church maybe on a regular basis. You would say that you have a relationship with Jesus, that you're following Jesus, but it doesn't encompass every aspect of your life. You know, maybe it's a Sunday faith or maybe a Sunday and Wednesday faith, but certainly not a faith that that really informs your everyday life. Well, then the next stage is good friends. You know, for many people, they have a, a maybe a larger number of friends, but then a smaller number of good friends, people that you open up with even more and you share even more of your life. Still, it might not be everything, but a lot more. You spend more time with your good friends than just the occasional day here or two in a month. Uh, It's much more regular. And in the faith, this represents our growing relationship with Christ. Uh, Faith is starting to become less of just a Sunday and Wednesday thing. We're starting to see more and more. And maybe we're moving away from just consuming the faith. We're starting to get involved in serving others. And then finally, the last stage is intimate friends. Now, this could be intimate in a non-romantic sense. You know, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship, but somebody that you can share everything with. And it's very hard to find such a person, but, you know, in this stage of our faith, God is our greatest relationship. And our faith informs every aspect of our life every day of our life. Our life is centering on loving God and loving others. That's the goal. That's what we're rooting for. So this metaphor is not perfect by any means, but hopefully you perhaps have seen where along the journey you might be. And like I said, everybody's going to be at a different place, different stage. No no problem with that. But Hopefully you're able to see where you think you might be, because only when we know where we are along the journey can we know the next steps that we need to take, right? Because again, we still have to know how to get to where we're going, wherever we're currently at. And too often what happens is that we have an unintentional faith, meaning we don't really have a plan. We don't have steps per se. We just go to church and go to a random Bible study or a committee, and we hope that it works, right? I mean, that's not necessarily our fault either. Oftentimes, the church doesn't really have an intentional faith plan, and so it's just, well, we hope you come to church and get involved, and that's all well and good. But I wonder what the world would be like if colleges operated this way. 
You know, when people go to college, they major in a certain thing. But nonetheless, no matter what the major, there are certain gen eds, general education requirements that everybody takes. But then after that, they branch out from there and they take specialized classes so that when they graduate, they have a degree in the area in which they wanted. And hopefully, assuming the economy is, is cooperating, they're able to find a job in the area that they chose. Usually, students have advisors who help them to see what they should take to make sure they're getting all their requirements met and things of that nature. So there are steps along the way. But imagine if that's not how colleges worked. Imagine if there were no advisors. Imagine if students were just on their own and the only instruction that they were given is, eh, we just hope you take some classes here and there and be involved more often than not. Imagine that. And then the students would take whatever classes they wanted, and maybe they'd try to guess and they'd take some classes in their field of interest, but they wouldn't know for sure what to do. And then at the end, when they have enough credit hours to graduate, lo and behold, they don't have the requirements to enter the field they went to study. Too often that's how we approach faith. We're unintentional about the process when there should be steps along the way. You see, there are spiritual habits or practices that we can partake in as Christians to help us along our journey, to develop our relationship with God. It's just like anything in life. If we want to become like something or someone, we need to eventually take up the practices to get us there. So for instance, if I want to become a runner, which I am a runner, but if I wanted to become a runner, but all I did was watch other runners, it doesn't matter how often I watch other runners, I'm not going to become a runner until I get out there and start running. And in the same way, if I wanted to uh, learn to ride a bike, and let's say I never rode a bike or never rode a bike very far. If I wanted to do that, I'd want to hang out around other people who rode bikes, and I'd have to start taking the, their advice and picking up habits and practices that will make me into a bike rider. At some point, you know, I can watch for a while, but at some point, I'm going to have to go beyond watching and listening, and I'm going to have to start practicing. And it's the same way with our faith. You know, we can watch and we can listen in church Sunday after Sunday, but at some point, we got to go beyond that. Watching and listening is good, but we also need to go beyond that and go to where we're serving and making disciples ourselves, right? Because as as hard a work as pastors go to to create sermons and things like that and worship services, if that's all you do for your faith, it's going to be helpful, but you're going to lose the potential that you could have and the spiritual growth you could have if you took up the spiritual habits, if you went beyond watching and actually practiced. So we're going to be looking at some of these spiritual practices or habits. They go right along with our membership vows, which is to support the ministries of the church through our prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. And so we're going to be looking at a lot of these things and how it is, what it means to be intentional about growing in our faith. How can we be intentional in prayer? How can we be intentional in Bible study? How can we be intentional in serving other people? Right? So so it's important for us to be able to do a couple of things. Number one, it's important for us to know the destination, which is a life centering on loving God and loving others. So it's good to know our destination. It's good to know where we're at on the journey, 
right? What kind of relationship status are we in? Stranger, acquaintance, friend, good friend, or intimate friends? And then third, it's good to know how, what the next steps are. Wherever you're at in the journey, what are your next steps? And what spiritual habits do we need to help us along in our journey of faith? So I hope you can join us in the next several weeks as we look at these practices. God bless and have a great week.